Hi, and welcome back to the Details podcast. This is podcast number 10. Um, it's pretty exciting for me. Um, I keep seeing that people are listening on a daily basis and the numbers are actually growing. So it's really exciting for me, as always. Um, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and your life to listen to what I have to say. Um, and hopefully it brings you value and uh, you enjoy it. Um, so podcast number 10, I want to talk today about um, the importance of taking your time uh, and the importance of relationship building. Um, like always, this sounds kind of trivial. Uh, people who follow me on Twitter, I, I mean, I post about this stuff a lot um, from a VC perspective, but there are other areas where I think this is super, super important. Um, just last week, you know, I just got a few examples of where I think people um, just get, you know, bad advice, uh, just like, you know, the need to run forward and do things um, where you're just kind of like, this is what I have, this is what's on the table, let's start working together, and then, and then you know, are surprised that things are a little bit more difficult. And I think that um, it's just so important to realize and to acknowledge this in everything you do from day one, that things, business takes time and relationship building takes time, and it is crucial. Um, so I'll explain a bit more about kind of what I mean. Um, so one thing that kind of also triggered this podcast, other than you know, back conversations I had with uh, entrepreneurs recently, was just a post that I saw um, that a friend of mine who is a, a serial entrepreneur, successful founder, uh, posted, which said, um, consistency wins when impatience gives up. So hopefully my diction is good enough. It's consistency wins when impatience gives up. And I just thought, it, I mean, it's just so true. And being consistent and, and continuing to follow through and continuing to really like just pushing forward even when you're totally don't have the patience for things and because they do take time and business takes time and closing deals take time and getting to know somebody takes time, et cetera, et cetera. But the way to win that is being consistent. And I just thought that was so like so on point and relevant to conversations I've had lately. So you know, two examples that just have come up a lot is um, I one. You know, I, I sat with a great founder last week. Um, really smart guy, really smart team in a very cool space. Um, you know, trying to help them, kind of thinking about their fundraising um, and kind of go to market strategy. And he basically told me that he spoke to another fellow venture capitalist who told him, you know, if you're going to start doing your Series A, don't reach out to investors to like you have traction. Like, go to them when you're ready. And I just thought that was really, really bad advice. Um, and I'll explain uh, a bit further uh, in a bit why. Um, I just don't think that's the right, the right approach. Um, and other conversations I've had with, with um, entrepreneurs and like founders, basically like single founders, which is there's nothing wrong with it if you want to build you know, a team on your own. I think that sometimes can be, can be great if you're a single founder, but in many cases, Entrepreneurs reach out to me and like, you know, I have a great idea. I started building on a product, whether I'm the tech person or I'm the BD person, whatever it may be. Uh, and I'm looking for my co-founder. And I always think that that in many ways is not the right approach either. Um, because like I said, you know, relationships are really important and they only get built over time. So I think both of these scenarios I mentioned, one like just only reaching out to a VC or, you know, maybe even like a potential partner, a potential client, only when things are like ready, cooked and, you know, prepared and only when you're really, really ready to meet them, I think is a mistake. And I think also the approach of like, sorry, the approach of reaching out and saying, I'm looking for a co-founder 
is also not necessarily the right approach. And I'll explain what I mean. I think that the, the issue is that we are now living in this generation where we're impatient. We all want quick wins, whether personally or professionally, we're looking for the quick wins. Uh, you know, we're looking for fast returns, whether it's LPs who then pass that need on to their, you know, the GPs of funds who then pass it on to the founders too, and then to their sales people and their, you know, tech teams, et cetera, et cetera. Like everybody wants quick wins and we're always looking for kind of the low hanging fruit. In many ways, obviously that makes a ton of sense. Like you want to see where you can prove your business and prove your success quickly. That makes a ton of sense, but I think to get there, you have to be ready to take the time. Like there, there's a reason people say that you're probably gonna be building a business and being there for about five, seven, maybe 10 years till you, know, you reach really, really peak, you know, that peak success or have that exit. Th these things take time. And I think that um, a lot of people forget that or the impatience kind of wins over, over like I said, that consistency or that, that kind of really, really, valuable um, idea of, of building a relationship, like one just overcomes the other. So I think with regards to what, you know, what that entrepreneur was told, that he should only reach out to Series A investors when he's fully, fully cooked and ready and has traction, I mean, me personally and many VCs that I know as well, investors and also angel investors too, people want to know you early on. You know, like I think that they want to see, I mean, you know, companies that I've invested in, I think I've said this before, what interested me was seeing them over time. Every time I saw them, they pushed the needle a little bit. They got more traction. They moved a little bit further. They got to know potential partners really early on. And they talked to VCs also early on. And I think that it's really important to not just reach out for money when you're now fundraising for that Series A and then reach out to those Series A investors. Be like, hi, this is my traction. This is what I've done. Because I don't think there really is. People keep asking me, what's the right amount of traction? What do they want to see? I don't think there's a golden rule, to be honest. I think that in some cases, especially in the earlier, you know, later stages, sorry, there is more of a benchmark because there's, you know, there's comps and there's companies in this, you know, in similar sectors that you can reach out to and see where they were at when they were fundraising. And yeah, there probably are more examples, but in the very early stages, I'm not sure that's the case. And I don't think that there's a specific Series A methodology that you need to have. I'm not sure. Some people will say yes, some people will say no. And just like everybody's different, every fund is different, every thesis is different, everybody has a different business plan, different business model. And I think you need to keep that into consideration. Like, it's okay to reach out to a Series A investor when you're super early and just say, hi, you know, my business is in sectors that I, th that I see that you have been investing in or that you have expertise in. I'd love to meet for coffee, I'm not looking to pitch you, I'm not looking fundraise, I just wanna get your insights. And most of the time people will be happy to meet with you. And I've said that before also when you, you know, you're going to just look for a job too, like just sit with, with these VCs, people will be happy to usually meet with you or get on a phone and build those relationships with you and start, like share your status, share your plan, share your vision, vision with them, like, you know, get input, be open to hearing feedback, and don't forget to follow up and keep in touch because eventually those VCs that met you really early on will probably invest in you in the series A or B, or at least they'd be able to give, like you can bring them as 
maybe part of the due diligence that some other fund might do on you, you know, they'll be like, hey, you know, actually, uh, John Smith from VC Great Fund Partners has known me for two years and we've been gone back and forth. Uh, he never invested because we were never, you know, it just didn't, for whatever reason, they didn't invest, but you can talk to him because he really believes in me and he can give you some insight. It's not really black or white, but I think having those relationships over time is really, really important. And don't be afraid to do it early and don't be afraid to follow up because that's way more important and I think the much better way of, of fundraising and, and running your business than just reaching out when you're just doing your Series A. I think that's the same kind of way I would function if I was looking to do you know new partners and clients and build build basically my client base. I mean, start talking to potential customers in the early days, like when you're really just thinking about, you know, your product market fit. You don't need to maybe, you know, reach out to your top 10 potential clients because maybe you don't want to, you know, you don't want to see them too early. You know, like if you're doing it with, say, for like, you know, in the world of fintech banks or insurance companies, they probably, you know, they're a little bit quick to, to judge. And if you get a meeting with them, you're not ready, they might not be too open to meet you again, some more than others. So you don't have to reach your, you know, tier one customer, maybe they're tier two, you know, maybe you're people that are like in the long tail of your, you know, of your potential uh, customers. You can have a call with them. You can figure out, you know, if you fit their needs, you can ask questions. Again, take your input, be open to feedback and remember to follow up. Keep in touch with them. You know, see if you guys go to the same events so that you can reach out and say, hey, this, you know, it's great to see you again. This is what we've been working on, blah, blah, blah. And you keep updating them. And in the end of the day, when I look at, you know, people ask me like, oh, so why did you invest in this company or in this company? A lot of times it's because they were really quick to market because they built relationships that, you know, take sometimes 12 to 18 months to actually close a deal, especially in the world of enterprise or, you know, financial services and the like takes a long time enterprise sales is a long long time also in retail in most cases so having those relationships early and getting to market early and figuring out these you know relationships really really early on is crucial don't wait for when your product is launched to now start having these conversations start earlier take the time to build a relationship it's really crucial and then the last thing goes to what I said about you know looking for your you know to expand your team and have a co-founder in my mind, because relationships and relationships built on trust and relationships that are built on, you know, compatibility and the like, it takes time to figure that out. It takes time to prove that you can, you know, you guys have similar mindsets and you guys, you know, that you, the person sitting across the table can execute as well as you do. And you guys have maybe, you know, complementary skills. It takes time. And I think the better thing would be is to walk around and say, you know what, this is my idea, this is my product, I'm just trying to meet with really smart people. I wanna meet with smart people that I can learn from, that you know will sit with me and interact with me and get their feedback. And by, by just reaching out and saying, look, I'm really looking for people that are really smart in the blockchain space, or I'm really looking for people that are really smart in AI, I'm looking for people that have, you know, I don't know, whatever it may be, depending on what the business that you're doing. But I think being open to share and being there, open, like I said, to listen, to talk to people that are smarter than you and just build that relationship over time, those people will be your best co-founder. Because most teams that just like met through a friend and were kind of talking to each other for a few months and decided to build a business may not be the best team to work together. I've seen too many cases where, you know, you end up having clashes and people don't really like what they're supposed to be doing and they end up 
each going separate ways, and that's not good. It's really not good for, for you, for your investors, for, for anybody. And I think that it's better to take the time to get to know each other and to address it like I'm now looking to kind of like to date. I'm go, you know, I want to have coffee with smart people and hopefully find the right person to work with and, and somebody who's in sync with my, you know, my thought process. Don't rush it. Take the time, get input, and then follow up. Like, I think this is super crucial. It's super important. And I think people um, forget the importance of showing who you are and proving your capabilities over time. I think the more people follow you over time and the more you show them what you're capable of over time, higher chances of you closing a deal, higher chances of you finding the right partner that you're looking for, and of course, the higher chance of, of getting an investor. Um, and this, by the way, is true from a VC standpoint, whether you're doing early stage investing or also if you're doing growth. I know that a lot of growth stage investors I've spoken to recently, they want to meet companies way earlier than when they're going to invest, much earlier, maybe even two years before they're going to invest, exactly because they want to see the potential growth. They want to see what milestones they brought to the table. They want to see them exceed, you know, excel and do better over time and, and get to know them and also prove how they can be helpful so that when the time comes that that you know, successful entrepreneur and those successful teams are looking now for their growth investor, they're going to choose that fund because they built a relationship. So some of this may be totally trivial and many people know it already, but unfortunately a lot of people forget um, or they don't know this. Or they don't, you know, this isn't top of mind, the importance of taking the time to build a relationship, not rushing, not running to close, you know, to look for a deal immediately, but to build a relationship and understand that partnerships and growth and scale takes time and to be ready for it. Um, that's all I have for today. Um, I, I hope this was helpful. Um, I mean, I think that from the conversations I've had with, with people, it seems like these conversations um, or this specific topic was really crucial for them. So hopefully for you as well, and hopefully you found it interesting. Um, and I thank you as always for listening in. Uh, I hope whoever is watching the World Cup today, whether you're for Croatia or for France, I hope you enjoy the game. And I don't really know who I'm rooting for, to be honest, but hopefully it'll be just a great game. Um, a lot of points, a lot of goals. Um, but yeah, thanks again for watching and have a great day. Bye-bye.